What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I am one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, and I'm joined by my lovely team, my family. First up, Miss Mary Almonte is here. Hey. We also got Mr. Bailey, the great BTG. Black Air Force Ones does dirty injury. I said the injury. All right, we're just going to forget that. Black Air Force Ones. <laughs> hey, Mark, hey, Mark, you got some Black Air Force Ones? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you say that. My daughter literally just had me order her some Black Air Force Ones, and my immediate response is like, "All right, who we sticking up?" Yeah, I need to know. Cause you know, it's like between, she always wears black. She has a bunch of hoodies. It's like you're either doing home invasions or you're sticking people up. There's no in between. Well, I love how you're like we. Like, were you going to assist her? I mean, yeah, I got to make sure she gets away with it. Come on hey. now, come on now. That's the dad right there. <laughs> then we also got the red wine connoisseur, aka the hip hop historian Marquise in the building. Shout out to White Jesus and the Heights. And we'll be we'll definitely be getting into that shit. Um, but we got some topics this week. <laughs> Mary's not excited about talking about in the heights, but we're gonna get into it a little bit. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Uh, but first off, Jay-Z is apparently in some legal trouble. And this is not something you hear often from, from Jay-Z. He's actually in, in a legal battle over uh, with a photographer, over uh, pictures that were taken back from Reasonable Doubt and the photographer selling them. Um, and this has opened up like a whole another like conversation over ownership and how that can come back to kind of bite in the ass. Like I, as a photographer, you do usually own the copyrights over over photos that you take. Now you can lease them out to the to the subject that you took them in. But this one, Jay Z says that the the photographer is capitalizing off his likeness. What do you guys think about this one, Mary? I'll come to you first. Um, I think that I'm surprised it took so long <laughs> for for this to happen. Um, you know, Jonathan Mannion is one of the biggest uh, photographers in the industry. So this, I, I will say this. As working in not just entertainment, but in publishing, um, there's been a big crackdown lately on, you know, basically uh, using pictures uncredited or, you know, um, basically exploiting the art of photography. So Mm -hmm. I I see both sides of it. I don't know. I feel like this is a this is a big one though because he that's a big fish right there. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Baylor, what do you think? Why are you sitting there mean mugging the camera? So what it is that what he didn't get paid for it or what's going on? No. So so let's say you hired me to come do a photo shoot for you, whether it's for an album cover, personal, whatever. The photographer owns the copyrights to those photos. Always. Right. So. Let's say you take one of those photos, you use it for your album cover. The rest of those photos I own wholly. You, you're basically leasing the right to use your own likeness and photo on your album cover. Anything else from that photo shoot, I own. The photographer is reselling old photos that he took of Jay-Z. Jay-Z's not getting the cutoff of it, and Jay-Z is now in the, suing him for the rights to those photos. Oh, no, 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 Jay. Oh, no, you got to sit that one out. <laughs> you got to sit that one out. No, I'm good. Hit a man. <laughs> what do you think, Marky? I mean, could there have been a conversation prior? Like, could we come to an agreement before we actually went right. to this route? I mean, there had to be some type of agreement or something like, look, or another deal could have been struck or something, but... 
I, I th- didn't have to go this far. I think what's happening with this is that a lot of these were done when Jay Z was much younger. He wasn't as business savvy. He probably didn't even didn't even know. Now, after him becoming the boss that he is, he he of course probably knows that now. It's probably uh, uh, in any contract he does with any photographers. But back then, he probably he just didn't know. People don't know the game at that point. So, are we mm-hmm. saying that? A photographer who is it is is in his complete legal right to use that. Should he should he? You're saying that he should have reached back out to Jay and been like, "Hey Jay, I got these old pictures. Let me get your blessing to sell these. We can do a profit split." You're saying that's what he should have he should have probably done. Uh, some, he, I think yeah. Number one, because he would open up the door for another collaboration or something. Mm. Like you know, bigger things could have happened if he reached out to him and said, "Look." I, you know, I'm going to republish these pictures. I'm going to do some things with these pictures. Just want to give you, get the okay, whatever like that. If you're open to it, let's do another, like a reshoot, like a, a revisit to the reasonable doubt with your new look and everything. You know, it could have been a much bigger, better story than Jay-Z and the media getting sued again. You know what I mean? Or, you know, suing somebody. And then makes him look bad because you're a billionaire crushing or tr- going after a photographer. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude doesn't have, we don't know how much money he has for legal battles and everything. Jay-Z's probably going to tie this up. This, this is unnecessary. And this is what I'm talking about. We need to be reaching out to each other, working with each other. But I think this could have been a real beautiful opportunity, especially, you know, repurposing or re, just re, reenacting the um, Reasonable Doubt album cover with new Jay-Z. Then it could have been a whole new Reasonable Doubt album or something like that, you know, or something dope, like a, a good marketing campaign. But now we just see a legal battle. And I like the idea that you went, like, reaching out to Jay, maybe doing a where it started, uh, how, how it started, where it is now type of photo shoot with maybe him and his children, Beyonce. But, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, if you're sitting on something, you're sitting on, you own something, then who knows? He may have needed that money. I mean, he's he's not in the wrong legally, but morally, I think this is that's where the question comes in because could now could, could he shoot, shot himself in the foot? Um, and hurt hurt his long his business long term with that. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's because a lot of it. Yeah. going after Jay Z right now, he might get shunned. Yeah. All right, moving on yeah. to to topic number two for today. Kevin Hart finally responds to people who says that he's not funny, which it's so it's always crazy to see like how somebody rises and like almost can do no wrong, and then how the public slowly turns against him. Uh, but. Uh, saying Kevin Hart isn't funny. Um, what do you guys think uh, about Kevin Hart finally responding, clapping back in, in a sense uh, to some of his detractors? Uh, Marky, I'll come to you first on this one. He's not funny. Sheesh. He's not funny. Damn. But I mean, Sheesh. the fact that you have to respond to it, like... <laughs> Fuck. Why do you... You need to step down and bless the people. You already made your money. You're already successful. He's doing serious movies now. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> I don't care what you have to say. All you have to do is sit online and talk about how funny I'm not while I'm sitting there making movies and laughing to the bank. But he really isn't that funny, so it's the same skit. It's basically recycled, the same cadence, the same delay. It's the same punchline from the previous. It is what it is. Yo, I'm not knocking it. He made his money. The, the, the thing about comedy, what makes it comedy is you relate to it and you just take something serious and make it bring light to it and everybody laughs at it laugh at my pain kind of thing but he really has nothing else to talk about like i'm kind of tired of his life you really can't talk about how broke you are and like that you know what i'm saying like so what else is there to talk about so continue making movies but yeah. is dave Chappelle funny dave Chappelle is funny he's just fucking hilarious. brilliant but, you know, but there's a difference yeah brilliant it's the way he delivers it yes it's fucking hilarious the content itself 
is real as fuck. It's just the way he delivers it. Again, he's also diverse when it comes to his delivery. So that's not Kevin Hart. Yeah. So the, the Kevin Hart's exact quote: um, "I have I have been the highest grossing comedian in entertainment for years now. I've also been the highest grossing comedian in the box office with over four billion in earnings. I've also turned my comedic talent into a place of business and branding and radio and other revenue streams. The hate slander fuels me to do it more, and it absolutely should." It should you should be able to take hate to fuel you to do something more positive. And the fact is, is that even if they think he's not funny anymore, it's not stopping him from making any fucking money. He's not stopping Netflix for paying for his specials. It's not stopping any of that shit. Um, and you know, I would honestly have liked to see him use this in his act. That's what I would have. That's what some of the greats would have done. That's what Dave Chappelle would have done. That's what Rich. Do you know if people said if the public turned on Richard Pryor to say that he's not funny, he would have turned that shit into some of the most hilarious material ever. Paul Mooney would have fucking Paul ate Mooney that shit. Paul Mooney would have wrote it for Richard Pryor. Yeah, that, well, there you go. Yeah. That's that's a fact. Um, but Baylor, what do you what do you think of all this? All right, so I'm not. I, I get it. I don't. I don't think he's that funny either. I do think he's funny. I just don't think he's as funny as the people that we looked up to that we listened to. So there is a level of uh, funniness that he that he has. And but Marquise is right though. It seems like it's. I think his his delivery is not bad to me. At some point, the content has to change, right? So, but it's just like how older rappers that we talk about that come out with albums. What are you going to talk about? You're not poor anymore, is what he said. You know what I mean? So we're not getting those jokes anymore of the struggle. Um, so I guess it's just the content. Um, and he, uh, again, you got the numbers. He has the numbers. He provided us with the numbers. And but what we got to realize is that there's more people that watches him outside of the United States in general, outside of Philly. Or whatever, you know what I mean. Wherever his core fan base is, he got fans all over the world. So that's going to help. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially them. They're going to help with the numbers. Uh, but it just seems like with the black community, uh, man, we are we're we're a tough crowd, even when they are successful. So again, I don't think he's not funny. Uh, I just don't think he's as funny as the greats. And we have some hell of a we have we got a, that's a long list of like classic. Uh, legends right there, you know, and most of them are most of them are dead and gone. Um, and they just had different content back in the day as well. So, yeah. real quick, he never actually addressed it. They said he's funny, he just went through his resume. That's I not really addressing I mean, it. I, I think it's it's it speaks to content nowadays. Content on almost every platform doesn't have the punch of if you measure it to back in our time when us coming up, music doesn't, comedy doesn't. Film probably does more than more than any other form of media, but just saying, I mean, it happens. Everything grows and changes, and Kevin Hart has reached that point to where he's white people funny. They're going to carry him through the rest of his fucking career. Mary, what do you think? Um, I think that addressing haters is corny. Um, it's kind of like Marquis just said. It's like citing your success doesn't necessarily equate to being funny. Um, I feel like is relative right like what you think is funny i may or may not agree with like that's all like up to the individual so i think that he should just keep it moving and keep doing what he does basically what's the do we i'm pretty sure we don't but what's the demographic of uh people that say they don't really like him because it seems like this is the thing with 
with the newer entertainment in general. When you talk about LeBron James, you're still going to have the Kobe's and the and the MJ fans talking. When you talk about Drake, you're going to have the Jay-Z's and the Nas, and even his, in his class, the Kendrick's and the Coles and stuff like that. So it's like these other people that I'm talking about, they got the numbers as well. They just wasn't a part of that generation where it was golden. You know what I mean? And we didn't, you know, the content is different. The style of basketball is different. The style of comedy is different now. And it, to me, uh, it is pretty impressive for him to stay relevant nowadays because, you know, you can't get that type of comedy that we had back in the day, especially not in the 80s and the 90s. I mean, you can so, get it. It's, I mean, you can. You just don't. I don't, I don't. And I mean, that goes back to what we talk about, like I said, with content in general. It's missing the teeth that he used to have the rawness, like everything is presented like almost in this too clean way. And that's what some of that issue comes from, at least. In my but opinion. I don't think they, I don't, but I don't think they know how to maneuver around that because of the cancel culture. I mean, he just, he just, he just, he just cleaned himself up about the tweets that he had. That's a good point. But we, didn't, we, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have, we wasn't canceling anybody back in the day. And we're not really canceling anybody mm. now, as evident yeah. when we talk but, about Doja Cat a little bit later on. But uh, think about that. Imagine Dave Chappelle being canceled. Like, let's try to cancel Dave Chappelle. And some of the yeah, shit he said, I, I would go happen. beyond that. I would go beyond that because Dave Chappelle showed that he could step into any arena with anybody sitting in the audience and rock the crowd. But I'm talking about like the earthquakes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, comedians like that. Um, that you know the type of content that they used to come with on Dev Comedy Jam. That shit don't fly anymore. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, things got really politically correct, so now it's, yeah. you know. I mean, if you look at, like, like, Eddie Murphy with Raw and Delirious, mm. that shit would have got him canceled so quick nowadays. Yeah. Right. Even right. Martin Lawrence's stand-ups yeah. would have been. So Dave Chappelle still walks that line. He says, what if I feel? I'm Asian. Or what else did he say? Um, yeah, but, you, but you, but you also said you also said that he words it and structured it a certain way to where he's he, he the way his delivery that that's what matters. It, that's what matters. It, it, it's there's a difference between me seeing you in the street and saying what's up. There's a gang of different ways I can say what's up with you. What's up to you? It could be threatening, or it could be just yo. I'm just acknowledging you as as a brother. So it depends on how you deliver the message. Nowadays, they cannot. They cannot do that. They cannot do that at all. And then, uh, but I, I even go to the white comedians. You know, some of them were we we like some of the white comedians because someone wasn't wasn't afraid to have black jokes. They definitely can't come with no black jokes these days. We're not. There's a reason for that. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. The, everything has changed nowadays, so you have to structure your jokes a certain way. Maybe he battles with that. You know, I know he got a writing crew. You know what I mean? And then, uh, again, Listen, the authentic I think we throw Kevin from- Hart too much bail. Kevin Hart got to the place where he can make white pe- a room of white people laugh, and he makes those same jokes over and over again. I get what you're saying about cancel culture. I get what you're saying about it impacting. But at the same time, ar- these artists become lazy once they get to a certain level of success. And I truly feel that that's what Kevin – and not and – not, to his like discredit, he found a way that he can print money every single time he releases something. So hats the fuck off to him. But I mean, I think it, it he's definitely playing it safe. All right, so let me ask y'all a question, just quick, yes or no? Does he have a classic stand up? Marquise over here looking hard. 
It would have been if everything didn't sound just like that first one. If it wasn't built upon the same platform, you kind of diluted the first one. So I don't, first, I don't, want, to, I don't want to go back and good, watch it. Though. Put it this way. Put it, no, it was good. Of course it was good. Was it great? I don't know. I can go back and watch Dave Chappelle's shit. And, like, I can't go back and watch Kevin Hart's, like, I don't find a classic material anymore. Which one? Which one are you? Are you? Are you giving him? I'm a grown little man, or let me explain as the classic. No, not definitely not. Let me, let me explain. Okay. So let me explain. So the pineapple, saying, right? Yeah, you're saying I'm I'm a grown little man. It's I'm the, close, the closest man. that he came to a classic. Yeah. In your opinion. Yeah. Okay. I I can't argue that, Mary. What do you think? I don't know. Um, I didn't hate his last one. I mean, it, it wasn't classic, but I laughed the twice. Netflix joint. I laughed yeah. twice. I didn't hate it. I laughed twice. I chuckled. You got a lot of backlash off of that one. The one he yeah. was talking about the um the the greeters. Yeah, that was that was. I know he said well, something else. And, another and I, I appreciated his stories of parenting his daughter. True, true. That was relatable. But I mean, yeah. if you have a daughter and again, it's not like you said. There's no risk involved. It's like all right, I'm just gonna be the family man. Let white people in my house. This is how I'm living. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, I wouldn't put him down as one of the great comedians if that's what we're asking. But I don't think he's not funny either. Is it? Do do we do we smell another bracket coming? Should we do a best comedian ever bracket? I was just, I was I was just thinking that in my head. But you know what? Besides the bracket, I would just say we, let's just rank them in general. All right. Well, next week on the Breaks Radio, we'll we'll go over our respective best. We'll see if we can come up with a consistency. If not, we'll do our each individual how, top. How 10. many? How many? What? 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 Say. Uh, Fifteen, right? Fifteen is 16. good. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, brackets. 16. Like um. Well, no, eight. no. He's saying instead of doing brackets, no, we, let's no, just we, come we up did, with the best of this. Let's just rank it. Let's do. But let's do sixteen names each and see what we come up with. Okay. We'll Sixteen. That's a lot. That's a lot. Okay. That's easy. Is I it? can think of ten off the bat right now. All right, all right. You can pull sixteen. All right. Next week. Next week. Uh, next topic. Chris, uh, Chrissy Teigen, uh, apparently is a hell of a bully. Uh, bully the designer uh, from Project One Runway, Michael Costello. Uh, to a point where he said that it made him suicidal. Now, Chrissy Teigen has had quite a bit of like different controversies over the last couple of years that have come out, kind of gone away. Um. I don't think it's reached any level of her being canceled. Maybe I I just haven't paid attention to Chrissy Teigen Twitter response or whatever. Uh, but what do you guys make of uh, these allegations? Who wants to take this one away first? Uh, I'll take it. Okay. I, I kind of hate this for her because this is old and it's like resurfacing now and she's apologized for it. And I don't know. So they're just I mean, bringing it back up to- again. Yeah. There's no excuse for bullying people or whatever, but she she literally has said she hated who she was back then. You know what I mean? So I don't know. How long? How long? How long ago was this? Ooh. I'm not sure, but it was definitely years ago. Yeah, this would have had a probably oh. about five years ago, I would guess. Damn. So I'd imagine what the stress of being a black woman in entertainment and prestige demands i'm not making excuses i don't know but again it seems like shit resurfaces years later and now people are dealing with consequences is she Bill black Cosby. no i didn't think she's so. black and filipino from my understanding no she's not she's not she's not black and filipino no oh then you know what <laughs> she did that shit 
I love how you went from trying to defend it to, oh, she's not half black? Oh, she did that shit. She did that shit. <laughs> no, for real, though. Look, I, I don't know. We see this a lot. Like, Bill Cosby, R. Kelly, and all that stuff like that. Shit just comes back. It comes back to haunt you. For well, real. seriously. Chrissy Teigen's mom is from Thailand, and her dad is from Nor... Nor he's Norwegian. Oh, god damn. I'm way off. I mean, there's possible there's a couple of black Vikings out there. It's possible. It is. But... <laughs> what do you have to say, Hayes? <laughs> I have I you killed that one for me. I can't say anything after that, Bailey. <laughs> oh no, no, uh, no. I think it I think even though I think it's serious allegations, I'm like, yo, if, if this was like five years ago, the fact <laughs> that it's resurfacing and stuff like that, you kind of question people's motives. True. Yo, and like I said, like she had some more more recent stuff pop up. So this coming up, it does make you question, like, all right, what's What's if, what if any there's a motive behind it? But again, and like I like to say is that when it comes to victims, you can't always say like, all right, why is it just coming in now? Because maybe something made him feel comfortable to come forth with it. He said he's been blacklisted. Uh, I'm sure he's been dealing with it all this time. So, you know, if, if because it is something that she's apologized about, it is something that's happened. Um, I mean, you can't really put a time limit on a victim coming forth and wanting to talk about something that possibly traumatized them. Um, but at the same time, I think this is just more, it, rather than it being the biggest part of, of what's problematic about Chrissy, it's that there seems to be a new trend of like stories coming out about her that don't paint her in the best light. Mm, yeah. So she's lost a lot of her endorsement deals and stuff too, as a result of this. So, mm. and you know, what sucks. She was like one of the people, one of the celebrities that was like a friend of mine in my head. Mm. And now I'm like canceled. But there's many people who are now canceled to me that I once look up to, which we'll talk about soon, I suppose. I'm we're just there's uh, John Legend is missing an opportunity. He needs to do one of those TikTok videos where is that that's my woman. I'm a stand by her. I'm a stand by her. Yeah, <laughs> <no thing. laughs> Moving on, let's get into some new fucking music. Sky Zoo. All the brilliant things. I put this on the list because I listened to this album and this to me was spectacular. Uh from a lyrical standpoint, from just a good music standpoint. I know Culture 3 dropped from Migos. We'll talk about that shit next week. I just wanted to talk about some good fucking music. And I really did enjoy this album. Uh did you guys get the chance to listen to it? How'd you feel about this album? I listened to five songs. I didn't get through it. Um I've been doing a lot this week been a hectic week i do want to review it next week though give you my full undivided attention it deserves yeah. that production i know you took some production that seemed like felt like 90s 2000s and added a little 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 to it but um i'll i'll give it a more thought next week fair enough fair. tell you what i listened to that more than i listened to migo's album <laughs> well the sad part is i've listened to migo's album but didn't get to this so <laughs> okay i've been hey next i'm in the same boat I'm in the same boat with Mary. Like, I thought that Domingo would have been a highlight, and I didn't even finish that because I have something bad to say. The cold next week. Sure. Well, ain't nothing but a little bit of straightening. <sighs> ain't nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, so on the on the uh, we'll we'll get put that we'll put Culture Three on the docket for uh for next week. Um, in in the interest, just because we this podcast is a day late. Um, and part of that was because of the verses. Do we want to say anything about the oh. verses before we get into the next thing? Oh, oh. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we might as well go back to that album. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, this is this is. Let, listen, first of all, and I'm, I'm just gonna say this just because I know people are gonna look for us to say it. Th- this was the quickest verses for a fucking reason. This shit literally should have been the prelude to the actual verses. This, they need to figure this shit out. I love both of those women. They are highly talented pioneers for hip hop, uh, w- women's hip hop at at a period of time. Like I said, highly talented. Don't fuck. I, I do not knock their careers at all. But that was some bullshit. Mary, what do you? Well, think? let me. Oh, oh I'm <laughs> no, just say this real quick. It, I know it was bad because I didn't see nobody talk about it. I didn't yeah. see no clips. I didn't see no still frames. No nothing on, on the Pac's line. birthday, no less. Yeah, man, it was bad. I got all NBA news and pop and pop pictures, and I got pinged inside the uh, the clubhouse. And I was there for a while, so Yay. I was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I was at a work event. Um, get to see it live, but I did catch some some clips after. I mean, listen, the only thing I'll say is I appreciated that Trina really brought out some dancers (laughs) and really tried to put on a little show but yeah i don't know i didn't even i had to dig to find things so that's usually your inclination that it wasn't that great but that's disappointing because i love i love eve and i respect trina so i like the way you worded that marquee you've been awfully quiet about about as quiet as that versus playing in my house Mm, all right Moving on, Doja Cat need to know uh, a video is dropped, song is dropped, album's coming. Mary, you said, I, I don't know if this is what you were saying. You got hot takes about, what do you think about Doja Cat's new song? Oh, no, this was not what I was saying okay. I had hot takes about. Um, I never canceled Doja Cat, so. <laughs> and you know what? I actually like her music. This isn't her best song, though, but <laughs> I, like, me, I like her music. It took me a while to admit I like Doja Cat's music. Like, it was always one of those things, like, when it came on, I didn't necessarily turn it off. But then I had to realize, no, Doja Cat is fucking talented. She's batshit yeah. ass crazy and dumb yeah. sometimes, but she's fucking talented. She's like a weirdo, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Bella, what do you think? I, I'm with, uh, you know, me and Mary be rolling because I never did cancel her either. Especially not, especially not visually. So if you did, I, I, I'd cancel you. Yeah, I know. Oi, it's like uh, that. You would cancel Baylor. We crew though. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, CMB, we all we got. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh man. Okay. Uh, Marky, you got anything to add? Didn't hear it. What the? F- it was a rough week. Listen, it was a rough on, week, man. man. Come on. That long ass Migo album. That's what it is. Listen, <laughs> bro. <laughs> so I've listened to that full album probably by the time and a half, Culture Three. And all I can say is, if we got any Migo fans, y'all don't want to listen to next week's episode. Y'all don't want to listen to next week's episode. I'm gonna go ahead and throw you some bell right now. Go ahead and skip. You said you said you said how many times you listened to it? I listened to it one and a half times so far. And if you listened to it the day it came out, you just now finished it. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you know what's so bad about that album? It's like Migos are tired. They're tired of rapping in their own style. Like usually, there's always been some energy with them. 
That album literally sounded like, hey, we got to do, we doing this shit again? Like, we, we, are we mixing it up? No, yo, no, we're keeping yo, it the same. They, they, they didn't switch their ad libs up or nothing. <laughs> yo, time out, time out. Song about talking about a chick with fake ass. And then he said, but if you have a fake ass, you know, the Bro, is yours. So, like, so, so afraid to get canceled. Like, what? All right, y'all. All right, y'all. We all right, we got to say that for next week. We got to say that for next week. Shit, I'm just Next week is going to be a hell of a show. Um, moving on. So, In the Heights uh, came out. Um, <laughs> what, I'll, what I'll say before we get into the controversy In the Heights as a film, songs are all catchy. Um, I love the way that they uh, mix the different styles of music between reggaeton, Latin, and hip-hop. I love that. Um, the movie was too goddamn long because there's no reason that that movie should have been almost two and a half hours. That makes no motherfucking sense. Um, so comments on the movie before we get into the shits. What do you, Mary, what do you have to say about In the Heights as a film? Okay, so setting the stage here, right? I'm... Uh- I now have been a huge, huge super fan of Lin-Manuel Miranda, right? Like, I saw In the Heights in 2007, I want to say, off-Broadway when he was Usnavi and, you know, the original cast, right? Fell in love then, mesmerized, magical, all of that, right? Then saw it again on Broadway when Corbin Blue played Usnavi, um, you know, Waited in the fucking cold for his autograph for my daughter. Whole nine yards, right? Whatever. So I even went and saw high school, high school play renditions of it because I love this play, the play so much, right? Um, and then that really opened me up to like a whole world of Lin Manuel, right? Like Freestyle Love Supreme. I went and saw that on Broadway. Also very dope um, documentary on how that all came together on Hulu, right? Because setting the stage again. Um, basically, In the Heights was born when Lin-Manuel was in college at Wesleyan University with all of his close friends who were all like theater majors as well. And they wrote In the Heights at the same time as they put together Freestyle Love Supreme. All right? Like, it's a phenomenal inspirational story, literally. If you are ever seeking inspiration or feeling like you ain't doing shit, watch the Freestyle Love Supreme Hulu documentary, and you'll be like, whoa. Um, so immense amounts of respect, right, for, like, the creator of this film. Um, all right, so, and then Hamilton, of course, huge fan of that. So anyway, the movie was great, right? Like, bullshit aside, it was, it's not easy to convert a movie from a play, and they did it really well. They eliminated some songs, they eliminated some um, characters, and they eliminated some storylines, which we'll get into when we get into the controversy. But they did a really great job of making, of turning a play into a film, and also a really great job of making that a real love letter to New York, to the Heights, because that was the Heights where they shot it at, authentically, and they really did make it beautiful, right? And yes, the screenplay is great, the songs are infectious, um, I mean, I literally used, when I first saw the play, I used to throw on the soundtrack so much so that my daughter, like when she was small, knew the words word for word. So like all the songs, right? It's dope. And it really like, he's inspired by hip hop. Right. And like, like you just said, he melds hip hop 
with bachata, with salsa, um, with a little reggaeton. They even put in some Spanish trap, like, you know, to make it modern. Um, you know, I thought it was dope. They even had some classic, like, merengue-like songs in there. So the movie itself was definitely quality. <laughs> I'll stop there. Okay. All right. RP. Oh, I ain't watched that shit. You're fired. You're fired. Baylor, did you watch it? Oh, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I ain't watch it for a reason. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it for that reason. So. All right, we'll get into that. Baylor, did my you dear see it? would say, I'll tell him. Shame on you. Shame on you, Marquise. I didn't watch that shit either. <laughs> now, now, look. Now, look. The only reason is because the only reason is because I wasn't able to get to it. That's all. I am going to watch it, though. All right, let's get into the controversy. So there has been quite a bit of controversy to come out of this because of the lack of Afro Latino and Black people in the film. Um, Mary, I'll just I I don't want to kick it back to you just just because you're in New York, but I know you have a, a more of an insight to to add to why there's such a controversy on this. Go ahead and give it away. I just want to make sure I give it the best respect possible. So go ahead, Mary. Okay. So I didn't even want to talk about this shit, by the way, everyone. But Hayes made me. <laughs> Because this is very personal for me, right? Not just being from New York. I am married to a black Dominican man and um, who has roots in the Heights. And my best friend is um, a Dominican woman from the Heights as well. I spent a lot of time there. Used to like sleep in her house for extended periods of time. And the, the picture of that film is not the picture of what you see when you go to the Heights. Um, the Heights. I mean, I'm sure you guys have seen the memes already floating around or whatever. The Heights is predominantly Dominican, right? And I get it. Like, it seems like Lin-Manuel wanted to depict, um, you know, like the diversity of the Latino, you know, um, different countries. So, like, there were Puerto Ricans, there were Cubans, there were Mexicans. But, you know, what the Heights is known for is being Dominican. And to be honest with you, when you go up there, you see a lot of blackness. <laughs> so it was like, how can you call something in the Heights and it doesn't look like what the Heights really looks like? It literally felt so much so it literally felt intentional that there were no Afro-Dominicans or Afro-Hispanics, for that matter, cast at all in any lead role at all. Maybe you saw a couple of backup dancers, but it was like, for the most part, what I call whiteinos as all of the leads. And then you had Corey Hawkins, who killed it. He killed it, by the way. Great job he did. But one of the major scenes from the play that got cut out of the movie was there was a controversy between Corey Hawkins' character, whose name is Benny, who is Black, dating one of the you know main characters, who is Hispanic. And her parents vehemently objected to the relationship. There was a whole fucking song about it. <laughs> and all of that shit got cut from the movie. So to be honest with you, if I had any doubt that they didn't intentionally not cast any Afro-Hispanic actors and actresses, then the, the deletion of that scene kind of played into that narrative even further. Like they just wanted to completely have no... <laughs> spotlight shined on any kind of oh, blackness basically or issue with blackness so i take issue with that to be honest with you and 
you know, I was really disappointed in that, really heartbroken. I went to the fucking movies for the first time since COVID just to support this movie, to give you an idea of how, like, I've been waiting for this movie. It's like a year late. And I've, I've been counting down, super hype. So this is like such a disappointment for me. It's caused a lot of hurt and pain for people that I know. They were triggered by this shit. People who I, my family, you know what I mean? Um, no, I mean, he apologized and I appreciate the apology, but it is like the damage is done, bro. Like you, I mean, and then, the, you know, The Root basically interviewed some of the actors from the film and put them on the spot. So shout out to homegirl whose name I forgot right now, but she's an Afro-Cuban journalist from The Root. She put them on the spot and literally they were, oh, they, they also put the director on the spot who was like, I didn't realize there was a colorism problem was in Asian. America. Was Asian. Right. He's Asian. I think his name's Jonathan Chu. Then they asked some of the actresses and they were like, well, a lot of Afro-Latinos came to try to audition. So then it was like, okay, so why didn't any of them make it through? Like that made it even more weird. So I don't know. It feels intentional. It's hurtful. And then to add insult to injury, after Lin-Manuel acknowledged it, apologized and all that, then Moreno goes on the late show and when was asked about it, basically credits Lin-Manuel for bringing Hispanic culture to the forefront and says that everyone should be praising him and everyone else should just be patient and wait their turn. And that made me see red. Like, that is the same language that us American Black people have been hearing for however many years. Wait your turn. No, the mm. time is now. And diversity and inclusion is everybody's responsibility, especially when you have a platform like Lin-Manuel has, or had, at least with this. So he missed the mark with that. It was beautiful in every other way. It was perfection in every other way. But this one was really not cool. All right, I'm, I'm going to say something just for the... the Because I, I want to make sure that I agree with everything that you say. I I... But I, just for a point of contrast, I want to point this out. The, right. This is where the issue comes in at, where everyone wants to see themselves represented in everything that that's that's that they feel like that that they have ownership over, or that it represents them, or that uh, that they have a part in. This movie, I looked at before reading about the controversy and everything, I looked at it as it being a story about a small group of, of people um, in that are in the Heights. I didn't, I did not t originally take it as this was supposed to be represent representative of everything that goes on in the Heights. It was a, a personal story about this group, this interconnected group of people. And I get it that we, that it's, for example, if someone is telling a story about a black community and it's like, well, where's the white people? If there's not any white people needed to tell the story, don't randomly insert white people. I, I feel the same way about about black people. A story about friends, for example, friends. Everybody always says that there's no black people. Those motherfuckers didn't interact with no niggas. If they would have tried to insert black people in that shit, it would have felt phony as fuck and like pandering in, in a sense. So I don't I, this 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 place that we're getting into where we want to see diversity, but then we expect every not every story is going to be diverse. Now I haven't interacted with white people in two weeks, so if I made a story about my life in the last two weeks, there are no going to be no white people in it at all. I have literally not interacted with a Caucasian in two motherfucking weeks. You see, it's, your father? it's beautiful, 
Beautiful. Beautiful. I texted him. I texted him. All right. The obligatory random white person drop in. But I'm just saying. So like, Frank stole the idea from Living Single. No, they didn't steal the idea. They did not steal the idea. And even Living Single was not the first show to depict single people living in, 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 in living like that. And I hate it when people say that. What happened is that better. the person who created Friends said, I want to make a show like that, and then made one. They didn't steal the fucking idea. Nonetheless. Well, well wait, can I make a point there? Yeah. Since Friends and Living Single were both uh, set in New York, though, they were true to the neighborhoods that they were in. In the Heights, <laughs> fucked up because it doesn't look like what they showed. But that, but see, and, and that's what I said. I don't take away from that. But like I'm just saying, from an outsider, for somebody who's never been to the Heights, I took that as just meaning it was this corner of the Heights that they were just telling the story from. I didn't take that. There as is meaning, no corner of the Heights. I don't where know. You're not going to see black people okay. walk by. I'm dead ass serious. But then, but okay, he can also tell you. But okay, Mark, with that being said, Mark if they if they threw Junior. if they if they sprinkled in a couple more black people in the background, would that have people still would have been saying why isn't there a black character? So, so, Go ahead. Well, two things, two things. Like Mary said, the main story was about a Dominican. problem they had with the the problem they had with the black men. And two, my son is in, from Washington Heights, so I went there every week. Mm. I didn't see white Dino. I saw majority. Like that's it. Mm. People who look like you. you know what I'm saying. Mm. So yeah, they called you pop. When when it was pointed out, Mira, hey, papi, yeah, hey, look, I, bottom line. Yeah. But still, you know what you were looking at. Like yeah. that's you know what. Washington Heights is so when you think Heights, are you thinking like Jersey City Heights or where there might be a bunch of Latinos or Washington Heights? Because if this is Washington Heights, that's not what it looked like. Mm. Everything I saw and everything that was pointed out to me, all the cast members who spoke out about the movie, I didn't see no, no shade, no shades darker. Mm. So. Well, and the weird thing is, none of them were even actually Dominican. <laughs> well, so it was like, what are no, we doing here? No, the main, the main female character was Dominican. I think Nino was Dominican. Yeah, the rest yeah, of them were Dominican. Puerto Ricans oh, yeah. or Colombians playing Dominicans. Why? Well, and that's the thing too. Like with with this type of musical, like yes, if it was just a film, it could, probably could have been easy cast. But when you look at you, you're trying to cast someone who looks a specific particular race, has the ability to sing and dance. It kind of whittles it down some. Nah, now you oh, no. said there's not. No, no. no, I'm, not I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that it's a specialized. It's a specialized. Go ahead. Audition for people to try out for the heights. And everyone who's Hispanic, I assume, knows about the heights. Am I wrong? If you're going to be in this place, a lot of people audition and they admit it. People that were darker auditioned for the, for, the, for the film. They weren't chosen. What if they just weren't good enough? Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> not that one, though. That's crazy. I mean, fun fact: my son was actually picked as an extra, but we were actually in DR when they were filming, <laughs> so he oh, couldn't go. Wow. But but yeah. Anyway, long story short, somebody there was a lack of representation, and it felt very intentional. And again, if you saw the play and saw the shit they cut out from the movie, it was like they really were trying to take the spotlight away from the race related stuff and it was like why yeah that's fair i mean i guess maybe they didn't want it to overshadow right and then the wait your turn now that shit that yeah that wait like that was just read the fucking room baylor yeah you've been you've been you've been kind of quiet over there b go ahead um no i was just i was just saying um 
I, I think, you know, I think we're at the point where I think we've been at the point like we don't like misrepresentation. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, is it is there a thin line between like picking someone with that familiar background or who's going to do the job right? You know what I mean? Because it takes me back to Snowfall. You know what I mean? I could have I could have bitched about well, why couldn't y'all find any actors or actresses that's actually from LA? But the actors and the actresses on that show are very fucking good. You know what I mean? So, hey, it's not my backyard. I can't really say. I understand it though. I understand the backlash. And and I guess too for me, I think uh, Lin Manuel. Like, I, I I personally have a hard time thinking that. Maybe it was a studio mandate. I just don't. When you look at how he cast all of his plays, it those casts are so fucking diverse and all over the place. He has black people playing characters that weren't fucking black. Like so, it just for it to go well, left with wait, this. There's controversy about that too. There's controversy about how he romanticized slave owners, mm. um, and there also is a controversy around racism on the set of Hamilton. Shit. All right, yeah, bro. Google it. You could. See. So I don't know. Again, I when I tell you that I like fell in love with him like 15 years ago. Once I found out he he wrote all the songs for Moana too, it was like this 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 dude's the shit. Exactly. But freestyle love supreme. When I tell you, like it was genius. He made a Broadway play out of freestyle rhyming. Mm. Oh, like uh, I don't know. Where did you get that from? All right, but then that's a whole other conversation. Are Hispanic people culture vultures when you? I don't know. I it's not for Listen, I'm, I'm that not is not a conversation that we are going to have. Yeah. On the, I that's I know I I don't shy away from controversy, but one thing I will never touch on is is Hispanics and blacks and who's culture yeah. votes. I'm not doing that shit at yeah. all. That's I'm that's a civil that war I don't want to I don't want to participate in. Not doing. It. Well, I didn't either and yet here we are. <laughs> I said I didn't <laughs> want to talk about this shit. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you motherfuckers Motherfuckers be like um, performing on the Super Bowl and saying, "Now it's time for us to shine." Yeah, you can't well, start wars there. That I'm sorry, true. bro. When you separate yourself from us. Anyway, stop playing a goddamn song. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, <laughs> I can't. I'm about to. I'm about to mute the I'm shit out saying. of Marquis. <laughs> <I'm just saying. laughs> So, yeah, I can go there. I mean, look. All right. Yeah. Moving Let's on. Let's move on. Moving on from the heights to the shy. You guys caught up on the season yet? I have not. I really I'm, I'm like an episode bomb. behind, too. I'm not even going to lie. But it's not, it's not because this, this, it's not because the season has been bad by any. I honestly think this is way better than the season three so far. It's just it's been so much fucking content to consume on top of life that it just it just slipped through, unfortunately, at this point. Yeah. All right, we're moving on. Last topic of the fucking day. I want to talk about Loki and the MCU television shows. And the reason why I want to do this is because I realized sitting here watching Loki what the fuck Marvel did with these shows so far, the three shows that they did. They have given us three shows that will play some form into the movies, but that weren't fucking needed. They basically made turn scraps. That could have been a, a side plot into movies, into full-fledged TV shows that have been amazing. And my question mm-hmm. that I want to present to this, what the fuck has Marvel unlocked that these other studios have it? 
fucking DC can't even make a fucking Batman versus Superman movie that's good and coherent. But we're watching a fucking WandaVision, a Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and now a Loki show that isn't even the same Loki that we know from the movies with fucking... Oh, like, this is fucking bananas what they've been able to do. And I know we don't talk a lot about Marvel shit as much as we should. I know we're all huge Marvel fans with this. Uh, who wants to take this one away first? Uh, I mean, so I only saw the first one so far. Um, I mean, I I like what they're doing with it, where they've gone backwards. Um, I don't know. I got to be honest with you. And out of all of, like, the, the Marvel actual films, Thor might have been my the least one that I was really into. Um, but... I'm intrigued now with this with this Loki series. So let's see. You want to take the villa? I was just gonna say uh, when it comes to Marvel, like they figured this out a long time ago, mm-hmm. and I think they I think they just stuck with it. And then once they seen us like gravitate towards like the I guess you can I guess you can call them C B or C D type of characters, and to build up their characters like that. Like, I think that's major. And that that's ultimately, but they created a whole universe, though. And that's the thing. And I feel like they they not only have a, a team that structures every, like, I would say, like, it's like like different units. And they have a team for every every unit, and they just know how to bring it together. Mm-hmm. They found a way to make the irrelevant relevant. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was not one of my favorite comic books. And they brought nobody's that favorite comic book. Everything they've touched, everything they've touched, the backstories, they made everyone interesting. And to me, it's like one of those things where you watch a show and then these summer episodes that kind of get you prepared for next season. That's what this is. Now you're watching everything, and everything you're anticipating is what's going to come in phase four. Like, you know, some massive shit is about to happen because of all this that they're gearing up to. This is magnificent. DC can't get it together because they can't get Batman right. You can't get Batman right. You can't get anything right. You don't have the same Joker. You see what I'm saying? And you can't get Superman right. The three main characters, your three main characters, aside from one of them, if you can't Luther get those too. right. You can't even get Lex Luthor. You can't get it right. Yeah. I mean, you they they went backwards with Lex Luthor. They fucked up Wonder Woman too. Like, there was no need for that, that movie. They, they fucked that up. This is why Joker was perfect. Like, but again, it doesn't seem like a movie that belongs in the DC universe. And that's, that's the fucked up part. Marvel has figured out something, and they have the greatest minds behind all of this creating it. It's a whole world I didn't see coming, seriously. And I'm glad they did it. It's fucking brilliant. Loki is low-key dope as fuck. I saw the second episode. The direction they're going in right now, they're untouchable. There's nothing I wouldn't watch Marvel does right now, except that um, movie that came out. The Inhuman Mutants, whatever, whatever the In Mutants, some shit that's on um, HBO Max right now that oh, the came new, out. The new, the new, new, whatever that fucking. Oh, uh, that movie wasn't is. Marvel. That I, was Fox. That was leftover from Fox. That wasn't uh, even Marvel. Okay. Did that. Um, Bottom line. But the, the, and the reason why I say this is special is because if you look at WandaVision, uh, Wanda is going to be in the new Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. The, the, and they already said that. It's not you don't have to see WandaVision to understand where she is in that movie. They made a whole show that was amazing and that p- 
people who just don't watch it aren't going to miss out on anything. That's what's special about it is that they they found a way to tie all this shit in and still not necessarily need it if you just watch the movies. Same thing with with Anthony Mack with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. For anyone who didn't see that show that just saw Endgame and saw him pick up the shield, when he's in the next Marvel movie as Captain America, they're not going to have any fucking questions if they didn't watch the show. It's yeah. masterful what Very they're true. fucking doing. They took the time variance authority and made a whole show about it with Loki. They only appeared in less than 30 comic books in over 60 years. And you have now made this a, a super interesting show that people are all talking about. Same thing with Gal Guardians of the Galaxy. They were obtruse comic fans knew who the Guardians of the Galaxy was. Now it's a fucking billion dollar franchise. It's it's fucking it's crazy. What what they yeah. have unlocked here in the last what fifteen years has been fucking phenomenal. So I do think people need to recognize the reason all this happened is from one character, Iron Man. If it wasn't for that movie, yeah, yeah, see, and 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 they had so they had to even Iron Man wasn't as big as what he is now because they had to start. With their B-level characters, it made them, it, they knew that the stories had to be on point. And they've just fleshed it out from then. Like, they didn't have Spider-Man then. They didn't have X-Men and, and Wolverine. Like, now the fact that they that they have Spider-Man, they're going to be making X-Men movies now. It's like, I can't wait to see what they do now that they have That's their A-listers. Mm -hmm. Because they have made B and C characters from the comic books these huge multi-million dollar, well, billion dollar and worldwide known names. Now you have the big guns that are about to come out. And that shit, that is going to be special. Absolutely. And, and, and shot, but you know what, man? Shout out to Batman. Even though he got to get his tires rotated and he can't fight in the sky. That's not our problem. Yo, you know how serious this shit is? This is a chat online that Batman doesn't eat pussy. And that's a Listen. whole big argument for people right now. Oh, my God. I'm dead serious. All That's I'm saying is, look, it, it, it's, 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 it's picture this. There's no way in hell Batman is not a cunning linguist. And you can't say that the 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 the, the, the ear, the bat ears on top, it's perfectly placed. There's no way. I don't believe it. The fact that they wouldn't let Bat let Batman eat Catwoman's pussy on TV. Let it, let that happen. Not Christian Bale. My bad. I didn't mean to open that door. That's my fault. <laughs> that is my fault. I apologize for that. And which Catwoman are we that talking was loaded. about? Better be Halle Berry, because you know that's I the mean, worst comic book movie of all time. I, mean, I was, I was talking about just the character itself. But like fifty whatever year old Halle Berry, or are we thinking I mean, of Halle? I'll take her too. I don't matter what year. Her and Nia Long, okay. it doesn't matter what they're Very like. The, they, they, it doesn't matter any decade. Um, Let's get back to the breaks. <laughs> Of the break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But any anything left on Marvel MCU? If not, we're gonna go ahead and sign off and go the fuck home. Marvel, yeah, I'm here for it all. Yeah. Um, July first. That's when um, Black Widow's coming out, right? I was gonna ask that. They like, July 6th, did you see? Did you see, did you see that they that yeah. they released the wrong image? No, I didn't see that. All I'm I saying is that if you want to stay spoiler free. Just don't look anything that's tagged in Black Widow, just leave it alone. Because there's a huge image that spoils the end of the movie that they literally had to go in and scrub to get removed from the internet that somehow got posted and they didn't mean it, mean for it. You, you don't think they did that on purpose? Somebody got fired. No, somebody I, got I fired. Mean, Bro, I, I believe, Marvel doesn't I believe, release spoilers. I believe I believe that mistakes happen, but I also believe Marvel be doing shit, man. <laughs> you know, Marvel be up to shit. If it's that big, I don't think they wanted us to know. Exactly. When they I like say when movie. I say this is huge, bro, huge. Maybe something. Maybe it might be something bigger. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But if if not, 
Yeah. You gonna lose your job. <laughs> How you get fired on your day off? Damn. Mary, <laughs> go ahead and give me your social media and any parting words. I'm at Miss Mary Almonte on all platforms, at Young Over Moms, and at Just Spice with the Y TV show. And yeah, bye. <laughs> Baylor. Why is Gotham City so dirty? At Baylorism. On Twitter, at Baylor Red, on everything else. Uh, Twitter still won't give me my old account. That is cool. Not. <laughs> I would say it's based off of Washington Heights, but, you know, it's a lot lighter than we thought. Oh. I cannot. Oh. You can find me at CEO Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow me at CEO Hayes, the CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can follow us collectively at The Burks Radio. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebergsradio at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, you can do so at 614-547-2039. As far as parting words, heroes eat pussy. We out this mm. bitch. Peace. You, you think Batman drink Hennessy? <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.